Welcome to the Passover-Easter edition of Listen and Learn or Not. We are recording earlier than usual this week, aren't we? Yes, we are. We didn't want to give anyone a, a chance to misbehave. That's right. And make us have to talk about bad news. Right. So the sooner the better. <laughs> Troublemakers, bullies. We've had enough of your shenanigans. That's right. Your fiddle faddle. <laughs> fiddle faddle? Your flap doodle. <laughs> your rambunctiousness and catty wampitude. Your, your clap trap. Clap trap. <laughs> and your piffle. Hokum. That's right. We finally, we finally get a week to talk about whatever we want. And yeah, we have a list. Oh, wait. Hang on. I got to throw a Jewish word in there. Your Michigas. <laughs> we don't want none of your Michigas. <laughs> That's it. Is it like a, um, a hoodlihee hum? <laughs> it's more like whatnot. <laughs> don't give me none of your whatnots. Mm, right. No. And your Michigas. Right. Mi- <laughs> Michigas. I, I have a lot to learn, so that's <laughs> why good. you're here. So I can right. listen. We, it's or called not. listen and learn or not. Right? That's right. <laughs> or not. Or not. <laughs> yeah, we just want the good news, everyone. Just positive updates. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, we'll try anyway. Like the Suez Canal. <laughs> yes. See, there you go. Now, when, we, when, when last we met some poor schmo of a captain in a series of river pilots had somehow gotten a giant container ship that's as long as the Empire State Building is tall, <laughs> wedged into the Suez Canal, halting $10 billion a day in international traffic. <laughs> and uh, on Monday morning, they, they, they popped him free. They floated him. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just like that. Yeah. How, did, how did they get it out? Well, it was uh, science, actually. They, uh, they waited for it. So the full moon, we had the full moon, right? And at the full, full moon, a few times a year, you get what's called the king tide or spring tide or high, extra high tide. Um, then, they, then they literally, so the water would rise, and then they brought in 12 tugboats to push at the same time that they had a bunch of dredgers down there sucking up mud and dirt and all that stuff and pop, popped on out. And now the captain and all the other people on the ship are getting the wet fur over in some lake while they figure out whether the ship's still in good enough shape to keep on going where it had to go or if they have to unload it and start over. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Such drama. You know, it's it's a lot sooner than they thought because didn't they think this could take, like, weeks? Yeah. It's an Easter miracle. (laughs) Yeah. It's actually... (laughs) It's funny, I was re- I've been reading some funny Passover memes. So like this time last year, we were all joking about how we were commemorating a plague while we were all trying to not die from a plague. This year, we're commemorating a ship who, who was trapped in Egypt and then got it, its exodus like right in the middle of Passover. <laughs> and was, free, so. that, that is poetry. <laughs> that Isn't is symbolic. Though? Yes. And on this week... Come on, people. This freeing right. of the ship from the canals, the sandy banks, and the natural forces of the high tide, the resurrection of the world's <laughs> commerce, which can once again resume its course. <laughs> wow. Write it down, Anna. Write it down. I'm writing. Okay. I feel it. Wait, I'm, I'm typing. I feel like a, it's an Amanda thing coming on here. Amanda hug and squeeze? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Amanda Kiss and Hug. Uh-huh. <laughs> that one too. Amanda Gorman. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Woo! We could just send it to her and ask her to perform it for us. I don't know. Does Does Amanda Gorman do other people's poems? Probably I mean, not. Would she... Yeah, I think I think only Anna can read Anna's poem. But we could yeah. still send it to Amanda Gorman for her, um, you know. I would blessing. like her critique. Thank you. Her critique. Her critique. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? <laughs> well, did, did you guys um, see the video of the traffic report of the Suez Canal? No. No. Okay. <laughs> so shout out to John Hansen. Uh, he did a traffic report using the live map tracker at the Suez Canal and all the other sh- cargo ships stuck behind that that container ship. So he was using landmarks like, oh, traffic's backed up all the way to the Red Sea. And your alternates, as we zoom out here, we look to the south of the Ethiopian coast, Djibouti. <laughs> oh, we're going to have to go all the way down south. Now your alternate Madagascar, you can go left and right. Both lanes are all open all the way around Caporno. <laughs> This will take about 10 days. It'll save you some time, though, because you'll be stuck five to six days. And he's like scrolling up and down the canal around different countries. Oh, my God. As traffic reporter nerds, Lori and I would have loved to see that. His Twitter <laughs> is uh, at John Hansen TV. It's John Hansen TV. But his name is John with it, with no H. So John Hansen, like the Hansen brothers. Oh. <laughs> she bought. No, what was it called? No, that's Mbop. She bop is a city lopper. I do I do feel bad for the captain or or whomever because it it's entirely out of his control. Yeah, it, it's in, well, was it or wasn't it? I mean, it's entirely possible that it, it, it was definitely a blinding windy sandstorm that that contributed to the problem. But um a lot of other ships didn't go in. They were like, ooh, the weather's gonna be bad. We're just gonna wait a day. And uh they they could they might they might could have waited so we'll we'll find out. <laughs> See, they could have listened to John Hansen, the traffic reporter. I'm sure when. he had a meteorologist friend who probably could have. <laughs> right. Well, them. weather person, traffic person, you're all the same. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh snap! I was just just having this conversation with my brother. So, Lori, you and I have talked about this. How Anna probably too. How anytime you tell anybody in your family that you're in radio, they for some reason they automatically assume you do the weather. I don't know why that is. So many people in my family think I'm the weather girl. Um, and you know what? Meteorologists are the real deal. That's like an actual science, and you have to like study that and all that. And I I don't have that skill. I can bring up weather.com on my phone and tell you what I think it it might be like. <laughs> So my brother, the other day we, we got in one of our little kind of, it wasn't a real fight. It was like a little, you know, fake little texty match like we were 10 years old kind of thing. And I was reminding him of the time. He, I asked him to look something up for me. And he's like, what am I, your personal Google? And I said, hey, you were the one who, who was blowing me up last year because you were trying to decide whether or not to go somewhere in a snowstorm. And you asked me what the weather was going to be like in New York. <laughs> and, and I'm like, how would I know? I looked it up on weather.com just like you could have. Well, I wanted your expertise. My expertise in what? Reading a map? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, sorry about that little tangent. Oh, but it's so true. It's so true. Right. (laughs) But your family, it's like, what the heck? You still don't know what I do? (laughs) Right. If 
you ask me, you know, the color of the vehicles involved in the accident, I can zoom in and tell you that without any problem. Exactly. But do I know what the weather's going to do in the next 24 to 48 hours? No. I'm not in this helicopter just to feel what the weather's like. That's right. <laughs> I'm pointing the camera at the traffic, not the clouds. Fine. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you want to know the weather? Ask someone who went to school for it. Right. I went to school for cars. <laughs> <laughs> cars for kids? Yes. Oh, no. Don't oh, even. No. <laughs> no, 1-800. Sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, you I'm are sorry. not. <laughs> oh, Anna, that was just cruel. Stop. Oh, no. my goodness. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm going to be singing that all the way to California now. Oh, way to go, Anna. Let me get your mind off of it. Here's a different jingle. We make it easy for you. Tech Time's here again. <laughs> Do you guys know what I'm talking about? No, I don't know that one. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm not singing it right, but H&R Block <laughs> has this commercial where these office workers are like dancing and singing a very goofy, almost 90s-like video. They'll say stuff like, in person or virtually, Block has your back. You know, you know what I'm talking about? And they're dancing and they're in sync and they're... They're good and bad. Good and bad. <laughs> if you guys know the diarrhea song, you know this one. <laughs> that one I remember. <laughs> diarrhea. <sighs> this one. Almost. Let me see. I wonder if I could sing it. Okay, it goes. We make it easy for you. It's here again. <laughs> Express on your phone. You don't have to leave home. <laughs> <laughs> in person or virtually black has your back <laughs> so sorry my apologies my apologies <laughs> you just but, like to stir the pot don't you <laughs> i'm just thinking that every single accountant that listens to our podcast is now going to share and recommend it to all their friends of course by the way, yes. speaking of sharing and recommending, did either of you see the construction video I, I put up? Yes. Oh, no. that was wonderful. Oh, yes. so, oh, you mean the music, the, the musical the dancing. guy, right? The, yes. Yeah, the dancing construction guys. So his sister yes. is a friend of mine, and she's like, hey, he's in Canada. He wants to make it in the U.S. Can you talk to him? And I, So we talked, and uh, I said, you know, I think it's a great video, but until you get a local interview... There's nothing I can do. You get yourself a local interview, and then I will share the heck out of it. And sure enough, he got on local TV, and they did a beautiful story. And he, Aww. what I loved was he was he's a musician, and then when COVID hit, he had to go get a job because he wasn't making any money, and he has a family to support. So he hated it. He hated digging. He's like, I'm a musician, and I'm digging ditches. And then one day he was like, you know what? You just got to accept it, embrace the suck, and move on. And he did. And he gave his CD to one of the guys who listened to it. And he's like, we got to do a construction video. He's like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And sure enough, they did a construction video. All the guys are doing the kicks with him. And oh, it was pretty cute. It's Vancouver, uh -huh. uh, BC. Yeah. What's the name of that town? I don't even know how to pronounce Co it, but Coquitlam. Coquitlam. Co yeah, Coquitlam. Coquitlam. And what he said, he called last <laughs> night to tell me, you know, that he got this. He said people are stopping by the work site in the droves to get Aww. pictures with them. Aww. Is that hilarious? But it just he seems like a nice guy, too. Yeah, it just shows how you can, can turn around. I know I told my, uh, I went to see my kids this weekend. I played it. I go, hey, look, this is my new boyfriend.
Cute. <laughs> is he on there? Is he on Plenty of Fish? Is he available? Well, I haven't seen the construction guy yet on on Plenty of right. Fish. Just Santa. Which reminds Santa. me, you know, I do another podcast, and this guy that listens, he was on it once, and he has he's he's the Santa, and so he must have heard me say that you know people that want to date look like Santa, and he's like. Hey, too bad I'm already taken. I'm like, oh my gosh, you say that something you think is funny and you hurt people's feelings. It's like I look oh. like Santa. <laughs> so, folks, if you didn't hear the one of our episodes, Lori was he was she was describing some of the candidates for her online uh, dating app that had that I guess put an interest out, right? Like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, uh, good one news, of them Santa actually... wants to date you. <laughs> Look like Santa Claus. Hat and all. No ho ho ho. No ho. Oh no, we just creep I just creep myself out. I don't want to think Ew. about Santa Claus that way. <laughs> Let's stop that. Well, my comment was everybody knows Santa's married. <laughs> yeah. Right. What's he doing on a dating site? <laughs> huh. Hmm. You raise a good point. <laughs> well, I hope this construction worker, I really do hope that he gets recognized by someone in the music industry, you know, whether it's local or yeah. national or, yeah. or just something so that he can, because first of all, like kudos to everyone ever, but especially in the last year, who's had to either remake themselves or found themselves doing something that in a million years they never thought they, they would have to do or want to do or have the skill set to do. And like you said, embrace the suck. Yep. You, you know, steer into it instead of, what do they say? Turn into the skid, right? Yep. And, and he's made the most of it. And that's all about attitude. And I just love that. And I, I really want for positive attitude to, to bring back, you know, positive things for him. Yeah. And, you know, it wasn't like things got better and then he did this thing sucked. And he said, I'm going to find a way to enjoy this. And I'm going to find mm -hmm. a way to like it and do it every day because it's supporting my family. And that's when everything changed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a great story. I'll put it and on our good. Facebook page if I can figure out how. <laughs> oh my well, gosh. if you can't, now that you've sent it to us, we could probably figure out how, okay. but I want you to figure it out. <laughs> yes, yes. We want you to use your critical thinking skills. That's right. Remember all of those things that you learned, that we learned in elementary and junior high school before we were teaching to tests? That's right. called critical thinking. <laughs> use that. We're like, who's going to ever use this? <laughs> <laughs> in real life <laughs> oh man <laughs> so do you guys do easter i mean claire you're jewish so you do passover we think we talked about that mm -hmm. yeah i didn't i'm not really uh, observing as well this year as i normally do but yes i would normally be celebrating passover in this stretch of time no um, easter eggs and... no coloring no bunny Oh, sure. So what I, yeah, I mean, that's funny. I did, the Easter Bunny did visit our house when I was growing up. You know, when I was a little kid, I think my mom wanted me to have all the same stuff the other little kids did. So I had, um, by the way, that's Sadie you in the background. Oh, was she coughing? <laughs> was she coughing? Yeah, she's up? Don't worry. It's not, a, it's not like a kennel cough, dog cough. It's more like a little old lady. Oh, it's not a hairball. <laughs> got a phlegm, I got a little phlegm ball, you know, Cute. you ever wake up like that? She just Sadie wants to be part of the too. podcast, you know? Always, in, in any way she can. you got to yeah. give it to Come Sadie. On. She sounded human. I know. Pack it up, sweetheart. There I, you go. Aww. There you go. You got it. Good job. Aww. Anyway, um, when I was a little kid, my mom 
wanted us to have kind of the same things that other kids had. So we would put up stockings on Christmas Eve Mm. and we would get Easter baskets too. So yeah, I did experience that as a kid. Well, I'm going to see the grandkids. I can't give them candy. They don't like them to have a bunch of sugar. So I have to be creative. I'm going to get them a word find and Sudoku and things like that. That'll keep them busy. Sweet. Yeah. You don't like sneak them a couple of little chocolate eggs when no one's looking. Oh, no. My son-in-law is all over it. (laughs) Really don't want to piss him off. And when you consider the nature of the children, uh, candy will send them over the edge. So (laughs) (laughs) So it's in your best interest to not sugar them Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> They'll be like in counseling because grandma never gave them, you know, food treats. It was always, you know, because grandmas are supposed to love you with sugar, but not me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not this grandma. Not this grandma. <laughs> words. Mm-hmm. I'm loving you with words and numbers. <laughs> How about you, Anna? Uh, <clears throat> it's COVID and we can't really go to church. They, they are allowing it, but uh, right. we're choosing not to. And so... We usually like to, like around this time of year, we like to watch the whole Ten Commandments with that <gasps> old one, the old one Me with, too. Um, yes, yes, we think it's best? important. And, Moses, um, we, Moses. <laughs> <laughs> what a good movie. I mean, it's still very powerful. Um, yeah. If he's yeah. a man, bring him to me in chains. If he is a man, <laughs> bring him to me in a bottle. So it shall be written. So it shall be done. And when I think of all the events that happen in that story, my mind goes to the movie, the plagues and the the bloody river. Yeah. Like I think of that. But have you ever been to a Seder, Anna? No, I haven't. Okay. All right. Tell me about it. I vow, I vow to you. I mark, mark my words that I sometime in the next whatever year, two or three or four, I will invite you to a Seder and we will tell the story of the Passover. I want you that. Can, you can experience the Ten Commandments with a whole <laughs> bunch of food and matzah, uh, oh. all, and we'll we'll go through the whole story. Oh, wow, that will is there be fantastic! Sugar? I will take you up on that invitation. Great, thank you. I, I want that <laughs> certainly. Yay! <laughs> I have a friend. Yay! <laughs> one of oh. one of the best uh, traditions of a seder is that. Um, it, it, as you're telling the story of the of the enslavement and then the exodus of Egypt, there are different sections, and and certain people get assigned certain tasks, and one of them is the the youngest person present at the seder always has to ask what what are called the four questions. And there's four questions that you always have to ask, which begin the telling of the story about why we commemorate Passover. And I love that it's always the youngest. And, it, you know, I've, I've had experiences where the youngest were three or four or five years old and where the youngest were, were 52. Uh, and it just, oh. you know, doesn't matter who you are. So, you know, just be warned that if you come to my Seder, Anna, you are younger than I am. And there's a... There's a very good statistical possibility that you'll have to do the four questions, but we won't make you do them in Hebrew. You can do them in English. Oh, you're so oh, good. Thank Dad. you. I mean, I would like to learn them in Hebrew if that's a possibility. There's a song. I know you'll love the song, so sure. <laughs> I, I love all songs. So can I ask, like, at least what, what, what a couple of those questions would be? I mean, are they all every year the same question or yes. is it something that? No, they're, they're four prescribed questions. So, Manishtana uh, Halayla Hazah, that's kind of how it starts. Why is this night different from all other nights? Uh, why do we eat unleavened bread? Why do we eat bitter herbs? And why do we recline? Hmm. 
I know, why do we recline is kind of a wacky one. Um, at the moment, I can't remember the, <laughs> the complete answer, but uh, it, it, it has to do with the, the meal, you know, how you're eating the meal and, and how you're enjoying the meal and, and how, you know, you're sitting back and listening to a story, uh, basically. Yeah. But, but yeah, so you ask those four questions in Hebrew and then you spend like the next, you know, two to 10 hours answering the questions. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> Depending oh, so, on how orthodox you are. <laughs> so it could, okay. So yeah, I, I can understand that. Oh. I, I'm kicking myself for not going, but, but I was, my sister and I were once invited to the Seder of a, of a, a sort of a prominent uh, Orthodox family in Georgia where we lived. And it was, it was toward the end of my dad's life. And I, I think we just really wanted to prioritize our time with my dad. Yes. And so yeah. we didn't go, but I've heard, you know, legendary stories about this family going, you know, well, first of all, cause it doesn't start till sundown. So it yes. would go probably till maybe nine hours, two or three o'clock in the morning where they would, they would do the whole thing. Um, so I don't know, someday, someday I'll get to do that. But at the time it oh. didn't seem like the thing to do, but I mean, you drink a lot of wine. It's written right there in the story. You have to drink wine. You drink four <laughs> full glasses of wine in the course of a Seder. Um, and I just wonder if maybe they drink more in those nine hour satyrs. I don't know. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> They're reading from parts that I don't read from. So it's possible they do. Oh. But yeah, that's a whole thing. There's a prayer about filling the wine glass. And then there's a prayer about drinking the wine. And then there's this whole thing where you raise your cup, but you don't drink it. And everybody's always really disappointed. <laughs> and when you're growing up, it's Manischewitz. It's horrible wine and it's all sugary and everybody feels horrible the next day. But as you get older, you discover that they're really good kosher wines that don't make you want to die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I've had Manischewitz before. I Oof. loved it. So yeah. I was just going to talk about music because most of the music is like religious, but there are some, <laughs> well, like, you know, Dolly Parton, they all sing Amazing Grace, but... I think there are mm -hmm. some secular, so to, I think that's what you call them, music for uh, Easter, isn't there? Adele, she sings, make you feel my love. You know, she keeps saying it over and over, making you feel my love. And so it's like all encompassing love. So that could be God. Huh. Oh, okay. Okay. So it doesn't necessarily have to be Easter or Passover time. You're talking about secular in and uh, around any season. No, around Easter, like, like prayer. Judy Garland oh, and Fred Astaire do Easter parade. Right. Oh, oh, oh! I see. Yeah. In your Easter bonnet. In your Easter bonnet. Oh, wait, that is Easter parade. Never mind. <laughs> All I know are the kids' ones. Like, here comes Peter Cottontail, and I don't even know if that's even Easter. <laughs> Well, you know. Yeah, yeah. hippity hopping Easter's on its way. Yeah. Sure. Oh. Well, and way back in 72, Cat Stevens sang Morning Has Broken, which was originally a Easter type of song, and then he brought it to the regular world. And you too, Sunday, Bloody Sunday. Uh-huh. Was that around Easter? Yeah, well, Bono, you know, he, he calls it, claims to be a Christian. And he says the real battle is just begun to claim the victory Jesus won. Huh. Did you know that? No. Yeah. And then Kanye West became a Christian and he did Jesus Walks. I don't know if that's exactly I love Easter. Jesus but, Walks. Yeah. I'm very, and I mean this in all sincerity, I'm very sad that Kanye West is such a troubled person because his music is so good. Yeah, it is sad, isn't it? Yeah. You had one, Claire. Oh, 
I just, you know, when I, when I think of, um, Passover this time of year, I always think of, uh, let my people go. Oh yeah. Sometimes people call it go down Moses. It, it, we used to sing it, um, in, um, Hebrew school, but, um, it's also uh, a very common spiritual song. And uh, my mom had a, a recording of one of her favorite artists, Paul Robeson, singing it. So yeah, that's that's one I think of. Awesome. I think I think in Prince of Egypt, there's one too, the Disney movie. <laughs> oh. I, don't know if that, I don't know if that's Disney or DreamWorks, but I think Prince of Egypt has a couple oh, of yeah. couple of those. <laughs> Gosh, I forgot about Prince of Egypt. Yeah, I can't, I can't think of anything other than like just the general uh, prayer songs, like. Bon Jovi, living out of prayer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. MC Hammer. You got to pray just to make it today. Who's Blake Shelton, God's Country? Hey, there yes. you go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Madonna. Yeah, like a prayer. Just like that. Mm-hmm. I love that song. Yeah. yeah. Sandra. I love that video. Out singing in the background. Yeah, it's a great video. Yeah. How about yeah, Aretha yeah. Franklin? I say a little prayer. Woo! There we go. Yeah. <laughs> do you know that I always thought of that of Dionne Warwick, and, and I do love that. And then I, I heard Aretha, heard Aretha Franklin's version, and I was like, Ooh, that's really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then and it's like in black and white. Yeah. Vince. Yeah. Vince Gill has one. It's like uh, high up on a mountain or. Oh, go rest high on this upon this mountain. Yeah. Go rest mm, high oh, on this mountain. Yeah. Yeah. Vince Gill's got really... a lot of great yeah. uh, gospel and spiritual music. Yeah. And of course Dolly. Yeah. Dolly just put Dolly. out a, a gospel record this year. She's got several of them, but she just put one out. It's really more Christmas music, mm. but with the what are they called? Kings of not Kings of Leon, but Kings of something. <laughs> kings but, of Jerusalem, Kings of Babylon, Kings of Bethlehem. Kings is it a of group? Something. Mm. Oh, King and Country, that's one. That's it. Dolly Part, that's it. King and Country. King, Dolly okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, I could see that. This doesn't count, but it's Garth Brooks' Unanswered Prayers. Oh, I think that counts. That counts. Oh, does it? Does it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. Definitely. You know, seriously, yeah. when that song came out and the way he framed the story, it was like, it made me think about things that at that time in my life that I wanted and wasn't getting. And it made me think, wow, maybe there's a good reason or a good, you know, when I look back, I'll be glad I didn't get it. Even though right now I, you know, I can't even remember what it was, but I remembered really taking that to heart. Duran mm-hmm. yeah. Duran, say a prayer for me now. That's it. Yeah. Say it to the morning after this. Good song. What about Rihanna's We Found Love? Because it says we found love in hopeless in a hopeless place. And it's kind oh, of a yeah. deeper oh, meaning. I remember that song. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, yeah. It's like 2011 or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was? Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, I remember that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Justin Bieber actually, like, a long time ago had a song called Pray. Oh. But... He has a new song called right. Holy, Holy. Well, kind of new. Have Holy's you heard good. it? I haven't heard it yet. Yes, I love. I put it on my iTunes already. I love oh, it. Oh wow! Love it. Love it. You know he has a certain place on his body that he refuses to get a tattoo. Do you know where that is? <laughs> Do I want to know? <laughs> 
His hands. What? His hands? <laughs> he won't get a tattoo on his hands. Was there a reason? Uh, yeah, there is. And I can't remember. I'm not sure. Pain? If it's... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because it's, it's like putting it straight on your bone. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Man. So that he could work at Disneyland, he just has to wear long sleeves. Right. right. <laughs> he has to go with the code, the dress code. <laughs> right. <laughs> and now they have that new ink, you know, so you can get a, if you're not into, you know, you're scared to do something permanent, then you can just do the one year ink at about like 15 months. It starts fading. Oh, so it's on for a long time. Yeah. The year. Not, yeah. Oh. So you can decide whether you really want it or not. Mm hmm. It's a great idea. And to make sure you don't get tired of it. You know, something to talk about. I'll never yeah. get a piercing on my pinky. <laughs> Ouch. Ow. Oh, my God. I can't un unfeel that now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even handle, like, I have no problem with people, like, you know, women particularly, but men do. You pierce your, the cartilage on your ear. I'm like, that looks great on you. You go for it. I can't in a million years ever imagine having that done i think it would hurt like a thing that hurts no. a lot yeah I mean, oh. yeah me too like i don't even remember my ear piercing <laughs> did you pass out <laughs> my mom had it done i think i was three months old or something yeah oh yeah. really as a baby yeah we, as did a baby. It, we did it as teenagers with ice and needles and potatoes i don't recommend oh my, it <laughs> what was the potato for it's what you poke it into it holds your ear in place and and mine was always at a weird slant so i think that was like they couldn't like poke it all the way through and it jogged and so my earring would always go in ooh, ah, down it was like the, the wrong kind of potato i guess so <laughs> it wasn't a mr potato that's for sure <laughs> yeah because you got to have something to push it into you know you freeze the okay, ear from the then, other side Yeah, because what are you going to do put your thumb there and poke your thumb so that's the oh, potato. Like, but what are those, like, you know, needle tomatoes, tomato needle holders? Well, I guess you could no. do that. A pin cushion? Pin cushion. <laughs> no, the tomato. The Thank tomato you. pin Thank holder. You. We all have one. We all have the tomato. <laughs> my mom made me go to the doctor to get my ears pierced. Really? I think I was 10 or 11. And uh, all the girls were going to the mall. You know, that was when they, they had a thing at the mall and there was a lady with a little gun and it would just go right into your ear and everybody like, boom, had them done in like two minutes. And my mom was like, that's not safe. If you want your ears pierced, we're going to go to the doctor. And I had to go to my pediatrician to pierce my ears. <laughs> that's so embarrassing. Hilarious. Like, come on, really? <laughs> so is that like, is that how they did your vaccinations? You know, they're like, okay, <laughs> we'll just do it all in one fell swoop. Yes. yes. <laughs> arm, <laughs> arm, ear. <laughs> Right. Anything involving a needle, just stick it in. Boom, 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 boom. Well, maybe they should try that. Maybe they should do that to get entice people to get the COVID-19 vaccine. Free ear piercing with every, with every vaccine. Right. <laughs> hey, Krispy Kreme, if you show them your vaccine card, you get a free donut any day, any time. You can go every day if you want, as long as you show them your nice. card. And uh, Staples will laminate that card for you for free. Not kidding. <gasps> really? That's yep. nice of them. Yeah. Gee, if only I could get one. <laughs> right? <laughs> I know. In the beginning, we're like, I'm not getting the shot. Can't make me get it. Now we're like, what's wrong? What do you mean I'm too young? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I'm getting I'm getting kind of vaccine cranky a little bit at, at, at people. I'm, I'm seeing these 25-year-olds that are like, oh, I got my shot. Yeah. <laughs> Where? How? Tell when? Us. Yeah. Yeah. How did you do that? You know? It ain't 
right. I mean, it's right. It's fine. Everyone should get it when they could get it, you know, and, and for people who are showing up at places where they don't want them to get wasted. And so they, they take any, anybody, any no shows and they use the vaccine. I think that's great. But, you know, I'm seeing a lot of states that are, have opened it up to everybody over 16 now. Um, and we're still out here, you know, waiting on the over 50 crowd. I know. And we were the first state to get it, to get the COVID. Right? We started it. We started it. We should get the we first shots. <laughs> we're being punished. I don't know. One of my friends is a photog at Como, and he was showing this video on his Facebook. I was like, oh, I wonder what he's doing. You know, he's in his car. Well, he's going through the drive-thru, and I see the needle, and I'm like, oh, no. Now I'm going to have a really hard time. I mean, everyone says it doesn't hurt a bit, but then I saw the needle. I wouldn't have watched if that. I mean, I just, I'm like, oh, I wonder what he's doing. Oh, here comes a nurse. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Hang on. Lori, have you actually had a COVID test? No. Okay. Here's what I'm going to tell you. For those of you who've had a test but are afraid of the needle, if you can handle sticking a giant Q-tip up your nose into your brain, <laughs> you can handle the needle going into your arm. Okay. I'll <laughs> suck it up when it's my turn. <laughs> yeah. Believe, be, believe me, you'll be much happier getting the vaccination than you are getting the test. <laughs> what, when's the last time you had a shot? Me? Well, I get my blood drawn at least once a year. Yeah, so it'll be like that. But see, right? what happened was I, I was starting to do the mind over matter, and I was doing really good. And then my doctor said, oh, we need to do a blood draw. Just go to the local lab there by your house. And I go there, and I go in, and this other, you know, there's like the nurse, and then there's this other kid. And they're like, oh, he's an intern. He's going to take it. took three times. He still didn't get it right, and I got traumatized oh, again. Oh, I'm like, no, I hate it. I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it three times. I know, it's such a waste. Well, blood draws are different. You know, when it comes to just pushing something into your arm, they can't get it wrong, I don't think. My yeah. One of my best friends is a um, pharmacy tech, and they just trained them all to give shots at Walgreens. So mm-hmm. my friend could give me my shot. Going back to the, your, your blood draw experience, I'm wondering, knowing knowing in yourself that you have anxiety about needles and having and getting blood drawn is, you know, different than having something taken out of you is different than having something put in you. Um, I wonder if you could have said to the nurse, I'm really sorry, I understand you're training somebody, but can you please, you know, do it yourself? Because, you know, I don't enjoy this. I wonder if they would have respected that. I did say, I have a really hard time with needles and, and I I don't know about this. And they're like, oh, it'll be fine. You know what they do. Oh, it'll be fine. It's oh, that, I hate oh, it. They should have respected your wishes. Yeah. Yeah, and speaking right. of that, we were talking in the when we were river walking, somebody had to get their teeth deep cleaned and um, they said that they just get the gas. And I go, well, my dentist, she wasn't a dentist, but she was a hygienist. She wouldn't let me get it. And I'm like, no, I need it. I have major dentist. We had a really horrible, uh, evil dentist growing up. And she's like, no, no, it'll be fine. You won't feel a thing. Well, I did. You know, why don't people yeah. just believe you when you say no? <laughs> right. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that that's not right at all. You really you no. got to stand up for yourself in those situations. And, and, and you, you do, and mean. when you, and when you do stand up for yourself and they still say no, yeah. that's terrible. Mm-hmm. Right. And that sucks. Oh yeah. Cause you don't want to be the jerk, you know, it's like, you know, no, you do want to be the jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I see you. You're they an need, intern. You want to learn, that. but not on me. There are these scenes in, um, uh, call the midwife, which is a show that I just I love absolutely that love. show. 
where, you know, it, it takes place in the 1960s and, and, you know, these poor women. And it's just really kind of in the, the beginnings of, of men being obstetricians and delivering babies and, and like having to like basically come up to speed to learn all this stuff about gynecology and, and, and obstetrics that women have innately known since, you know, time immemorial. And these scenes of like eight young men in lab coats all standing around looking at this woman up in the stirrups and it's so I'm like oh my god that's so horrible and the men aren't exactly comfortable either but it's like oh my god but women at that point didn't have a voice to say no you may not bring eight medical students into this room at this time you know I think now you can do that yeah I mean there's a whole thing I don't know if you know this but in um, learning hospitals there's a whole thing now about trauma because people go in and they're not asked and they have to be observed you know, and like I have a friend who got a ileostomy. She was just 18 or 19. And um, all these doctors were coming in and poking her and prodding her and looking uh-huh. all these places. And, you know, here she is in her 60s now. And she's like having to deal with the trauma of that because she just had to like suck it up and be okay. And it's not okay. No, it's not. And even if you even if you know that they are there, they're not <laughs> they're not sort of looking you looking at you as a person, um, the, the students, the people at the student level, they really are there to learn about this part and what this part does and this procedure and that procedure. And so they don't necessarily have ill intentions at all. But, you know, part of making the patient comfortable should be part of the overall healing process. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because some people have more of an anxiety than others. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, they need to keep that, they need to keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. And when you think about it, the patient, they don't understand that they're being looked at differently. They just are thinking, oh, my private, you know, and right. so they, right. you know, you don't understand you're coming from two point of views. So even though they're not intending it to be traumatizing, it can be. Yeah. How do we go from that to Easter to that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's probably my fault. Somehow we got on COVID shots. And I don't remember how we did that. <laughs> well, we just want the medical community to know. <laughs> you know, you need to consider these things that's before right. you just bring in other people into your little office. Yeah, that's right. Try right. <laughs> and poke your patients. That's right. <laughs> Medical schools, listen and learn. <laughs> yeah, or, or not. not. <laughs> I, I think we should have a little competition and see who gets the shot first. Who do okay. you think? I mean, because we're, we're different ages, different family situations. I wonder which one of us will actually get to get in there first. Would it be cheating if one of us <laughs> went to the pharmacy at the close of day to wait for any oversupply? Of, I don't think that's cheating. I mean, not at all. It's not cheating. No, I don't think it. Yeah. Yeah. For the, for the three okay. of us? No. Mm-mm. Every man okay. for himself. Every there girl you for go. herself. Yeah. <laughs> the most creative. <laughs> all right. I'm going to dig through the garbage and find that syringe. <laughs> <laughs> Listen and learn does not recommend digging through the garbage to find a syringe. <laughs> I drove to Texas because <laughs> I'm going to drive to, I'm and to Georgia. <laughs> exactly. We could fly out of state and get the vaccine sooner than we could get it here. <laughs> but the other thing too, and again, and someone please correct me if I'm wrong on this, but to my knowledge, the studies that they're doing have not guaranteed that getting the vaccine 
means that you cannot transmit the virus from one person to another. You can still pick it up and give it to someone, can't you? The good news is that if more people are vaccinated, they won't get it from you. But if you're still moving in circles of people who are unvaccinated, that's a possibility, right? So that's that's the one thing where, yeah, I want to get the thing, but I know it doesn't mean getting the vaccine doesn't automatically mean that we can like, woohoo, it's time for the mosh pit, you know? I mean, <laughs> we still got to slow our roll a little bit on some of this. We do. Yeah. We do. Um, we're still trying to find out whether or not vaccinated people can still carry that virus and spread uh, right. and keep wearing those masks. We're probably going to have to keep on wearing masks as vaccinated people until like through 2021. Um, we're having a hard time controlling ourselves, controlling our impulses, i.e. spring break, Ugh. Miami. Ooh. Remember, we have new variants. Get yourselves vaccinated at least to not have to go to the hospital, you know. Right. Slow the variants. Yeah. And I think, you know, as much as we don't want to wait, I think everyone's kind of waiting for everyone to get their second shot to make sure they're not going to get mm -hmm. sick. And I think we're kind of past that now. I'm not worried about that at all. Maybe I should be. I, I see a lot of people on Facebook with that anxiety asking one another, have you had this one and which shot was it? And did it, did this happen? Did this happen? And um, I don't know, that doesn't concern me. I, I guess because intellectually, I know that shots always give you side effects. So it doesn't seem like it's um, that big a deal. Um, yeah. But I, I understand for some people who are more sensitive to it, it can be a very big deal. But like you said, Lori, don't be afraid. Don't let that stop you from getting it. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I mean, all the all the seniors at the pool that have gotten the shot ahead of me are like, doesn't hurt a bit. Doesn't hurt a bit. So doesn't hurt a bit. Oh, cool. I know. Good. So I've just got to chill See, and breathe through you it. You can do yeah. it. You can do it. If they, <laughs> I'm telling you, if they bring me out an intern... <laughs> Unless he's a cute single intern. A cute old single intern. <laughs> hey, Gramps. <laughs> you know, they, they say when you're dating, when you're young, you have this big list of what's important. And, you know, by the time you get to my age, it's like, well, they don't have a walker. <laughs> What? <laughs> they can still walk on their own. That's good news, right? They look like Santa, but they can walk. <laughs> That's funny. My aunt used to say after after she was widowed, several years later, she decided to try to go out on some dates. And she's like, oh, these are all, they're all these old men. You know, she was in her 80s. <laughs> I don't want to be dating all these old men. I'm like, well... <laughs> <laughs> newsflash <laughs> you know my grandpa was that way I mean he was only 50 but I was a teenager and he like he would go oh look at that redhead I'm like grandpa she's only 20 <laughs> he's like yeah I'm like you're 50 yeah I'm like oh my gosh he doesn't even know he's old right <laughs> by the way do you know how many total downloads we have for this show any no, guesses like 76,000 yes are you yeah, psychic, Anna? Yeah, I saw that. She, really? She yeah. puts it in. So no, she, I got the metrics. Uh, 76,093. <laughs> let's make it to 100. Yeah, let's do oh, it. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, think really. that'll just be in a couple of months, really. Oh, no, yeah. a couple of weeks. Easy. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks everyone. Let's, let's get to 100 before all three of us get vaccinated. There's a challenge. I love that. And, you know, I think if Anna gets that poem done by next week, <laughs> we'll have that poem and we will sky freaking rocket. Because we'll get the Amanda Gorman boost. That's right. <laughs> we'll, we'll all wear yellow. She'll go, look at these people trying to be like me when they grow up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... 
We've made it through the year mark of holidays. And my son, it's our second COVID Easter, and my son has had his second COVID birthday. His second COVID birthday. Right. We've all had one, but anyone in March now has had their second COVID birthday. Wow. Oh, yes. Uh So that would mean my brother, who was March 5th. Okay. Nice. Crazy, huh? Weird. Are they going to be able to do anything different this year than they did last year? For his birthday? Like, yeah. Like, for example, anything? I came over <laughs> to the house and they had one friend over and we had a barbecue. All right. So there was four of us. That was a big deal. One more person than there was last year, right? Yeah, which reminds me, in one week I met two new people the last um, two weeks because my son's barbecue. And the week before that I was at someone's house and they had a friend drop by. And I was like, oh, my God, what do I do? Do I shake their hand? Do I just stand back and not breathe on them? Do we talk? What? I mean, I'm like having all this <laughs> social anxiety now of, you know, it's it their friend. Maybe I shouldn't talk because it's COVID and it's their friend. And I know I just don't even know how to be anymore. <laughs> it is. It's very weird when, when you meet people. Yeah. You just kind of nod at them. It's like we're all doing the bro nod now. Hey, what's up? Yeah. You know, you can't, <laughs> can't, can't shake hands, certainly can't hug. I know. And you want to stay, you want to stay away from them. And you're thinking to yourself, do they want to stay away from me as much as I want to st-? Like, am, am I the one maintaining the, you know, six feet social distance or are they, do they think I'm weird? <laughs> That's kind of scary. Yeah. I'm kind of looking forward to that being over also. Like just the simple act of shaking hands. Although I've heard some people say they're never going to shake hands again. I will. I mean, I, I can't imagine not doing that. Um, but that's a weird way to be. To yeah. feel like you don't ever want to touch anybody again. Right. And then like, you know, for so long we haven't gone anywhere or done anything. And then it's some people are like, yeah, I'm going out. And some of us like, do I have to? Right. You know, we've been home so long. Yeah. It's just kind of weird. It's like, you know, when we first went in, we're like, no, this is crazy. Now we're like, I don't know. (laughs) I I went out with my friend, like for the first time since the COVID a couple weeks ago. I was really, truly not knowing how to do stuff either. And we did everything outdoors, but it was kind of like, okay, am I, am I supposed to put my mask on after I've been, you know, every sip I take and then put it back on, but we weren't doing that. And it's so weird, but it sure was nice to be out. So, yeah, (laughs) I went to this, uh, we ordered takeout the other day from this restaurant and I went to pick it up and it, it wasn't ready yet. And they were, they were very busy and the, the, um, hostess invited me to come sit inside at a table and I was like, oh. Oh, oh, okay. So I went and I, I sat, you know, she pointed the table and I sat there with my mask on and, and then she came and she said, would you like a glass of water? And I was like, no, I'm okay. And then she looked at me and she's like, are you sure? And I realized glass of water was code for, if you have a glass of water, you could take off your mask. <laughs> oh. like, yeah, actually I'd love a glass of water, you know, and she brought it over and, and everything. And, and I sat by myself at the table, just looking at my phone, but I appreciated that she did that because that's kind of the rule. If you're, if you're not eating or drinking, you have to have the mask on. If you do, you don't. And I felt safe, you know, in the environment, it wasn't a particularly crowded restaurant, but, mm-hmm. um, restaurant people, they're heroes, man. They, they, they know how to try to keep everybody comfortable as best they can. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird being inside a restaurant, though. I didn't quite know what to do with myself. <laughs> <laughs> what do I do? What do I do? I know. Right. What do I do? That is so weird. And, and you see people, you see like five people at a table and you're like, Maverick's. 
Yeah, right. right. <laughs> They're probably all family. They've been home breathing on each other. They might as well come to a restaurant, but you're like, woo, outlaws. I know. When when my sister and I got back to the walking pool, because we've been doing laps, and then every once in a while there's no lanes and we have to walk, we're like, do we leave our mask on in the pool while we're walking? Oh, or So we're wearing it. Yeah, we're trying we to figure do. out what everyone else is doing, and then it's like, okay, we're taking our masks off. <laughs> But there wasn't, you know, wow. anybody else there. So there one person. I but thought they of were, that because you're yeah. not in the water. Right. You're walking through it. Exactly. Exactly. Would you have a waterproof mask if you did? Um, hmm. If it's waterproof, you probably can't breathe through it. But I don't know. Right. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe spandex. <laughs> Swimming suit right. for your face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does it have a filter? <laughs> it cleans the pool while you're right. While you're... <laughs> oh, God. We, we notice the pool's a lot cleaner now. Hmm. <laughs> Thanks for cleaning my pool. I know. So I don't know if I've talked about this, but the lane we swim in, we have you know people have to share lanes now because they're trying to get as many people in as they can. And next to us, we call him Mr. Splashy, and he's he's a fast swimmer, but he like when you do the crawl, you like angle your hand in, you know, so you glide. He's like bam, bam, and then every time he swims past you, past you, you're just getting splashed, and you're in the pool, so it shouldn't matter, but it drives us crazy. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you. You're supposed to kind of like point, like kind of cup point your hand a little bit. Exactly. Not just so it doesn't splash, but so it's like a little fin that's helping you, right? Exactly. And it's like, we feel like we need to go to the men's locker room and put up a sign. Are you Mr. Splashy? This is how you <laughs> angle your hand. <laughs> In a way, you could tell who it is. His hands are probably all red from the right? terrible smacking <laughs> of the water. I mean, oh. he could he could be bleeding. So I know, right? <laughs> I just love Lori's point about how she's already in the water, so it shouldn't matter, but it does. <laughs> I know. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Stop splashing me in the water. Is that nitpicky? <laughs> well, that is all the time we have. Have a wonderful Passover. Enjoy your Easter week. And for the non-religious, enjoy microwaving your peeps. <laughs> <laughs> Get a chocolate bar and some graham crackers and call it good. <laughs> Enjoy those Cadbury eggs. <laughs> take care, everyone, and take care of you. This is Listen and Learn or Not. not. <laughs> happy right, Passover will. Easter. Happy, happy Easter. Awesome, Thank awesome. You, ladies. Lori, have a wonderful time with your family. Bye. Bye. Bye.